are Guys in Shorts Sports Los Angeles, and boy, have we got a good show for you. As we do every week, we'll be discussing all the latest headlines across L.A. sports, including, but not limited to, the Rams' unfortunate departure uh. from the playoffs, the big trade rumors surrounding the Lakers, a couple L.A. area college quarterbacks you might have heard of heading to the NFL draft, the Raiders giving a big pile of cash to Coach Gruden. That's what we do. Out of the booth and back, back down onto the field. And I'm sure LeVar Ball said a bunch of nonsense <laughs> that we'll spend way too much time talking about. Let's just jump right in, shall we? I'm Jeff Wilson, and that is Victor Costello. LeVar Ball's Big Baller brand received an F rating from the Better Business Bureau. Ben, <laughs> did you speak that into existence? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Darren Besa. Oh, my loved Rams. What happened? Such a shame. uh, Terrible. I don't want to talk about it. Ben Garcia. (laughs) Hoopty-hoo. And Eric, the Portuguese Hammer Vieira. Thank you for inviting me back this week. I appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) You're always welcome. Uh, You're still bitter. Thank you. It's not New Year's. (laughs) Did you tell? (laughs) (laughs) Ah, gentlemen, good to have you. You know what? Real quick. Before we start the show, I, we have a ton to talk about, but I, I have a, a quick question I need to ask. And Ben, you're actually the one that, that – uh, this isn't a hypothetical. This is like legit I need help with this. Okay. So you planned a wedding a few years ago. Oh, here we go. Yes, I and did. And you said that uh, – you. what months did you not plan the wedding during? Uh, I did not plan it. Uh, I, I specifically looked at the sports calendar <laughs> and made sure that it didn't fall during NFL playoffs. Uh huh. Because and that's several weekends. So that's January, January first February. weekend of February. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then you have to be concerned about basketball playoffs. Now I was lucky in the year that I got married, the Lakers sucked, and I knew yep. they weren't going to make the playoffs. <laughs> so it was, it was okay to have it during that time frame. <laughs> sure. May and June opened up. Right. But but if not, you're looking at May and June if the Lakers are going to make mm-hmm. a playoff run. Uh huh. And then you look at the World Series. Outside of that, I think that you could pretty much you know find a window in that time. So it's like October. January, August, and like May, April, June. May, June, yeah. May, June. Right. Yeah. right. That's that's what you want to steer clear of. Correct. So, uh, real quick, and I'm not going. I'm going to give you the quick version because I know no one cares about this. Lori what? and I found a venue that we fell in love with. Yes. Oh. The only times they have is in October, unless we want to wait until next year. Well, you know the Angels aren't going to be there. Angels are going to be there. But all you, most on, of, Jeff. all you guys are Dodger fans. That's true. And yeah. so th- I got to take that Do into they have consideration. T- Do they have TVs? Uh, Jeff, you're getting married. Know. You do not have to take that in consideration. In a day of mobile so, phones. So that is my question. You guys as Dodger fans, if you are no. at my wedding, because this affects your lives too. Yeah. If there's a if there's a game on during the World Series, but you're mm-hmm. at my wedding. <laughs> it's acceptable if you if it's an open bar. Okay. <laughs> It'll be open bar. Oh, well played, Ben. Well played, Ben. Yeah, well you're played. welcome. If it's at a location <laughs> where there's there's a TV behind the bar. <laughs> Well, you have to remember, too. What if there's not a TV? Then we have that's okay. Phones. We love you, Jeff. And yeah, as long as I'm invited, I will show up. Yeah. <laughs> no, listen. Friends if, are more important than if I was going to say, that's yeah. absolutely true. If friends are absolutely more important than a game. But, but as the host, you try to do your best to yeah. you know, schedule around that. If well, you can. we'll be there. Yeah. Sorry, guys. You, if we're you, invited. You might be uh, yeah. You might be <laughs> obligated to one Saturday in October that might be during- Don't uh, do it. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Guys Who Plan Weddings. Oh, man. Oh, all right, all right. Really? Thank you for humoring me on that. The wedding episode will be that. next week. Yeah. Let's uh, get this thing started. And, uh, well, just to get it out of the way, Rams, Falcons- 
They lost uh, the wild card round 26 to 13. It was a uh. rough game. Um, what happened? But you know what? A great season. Unfortunately, they went on an, out on a sour note. But as we discussed on the Rams house, where you should uh, definitely wrap up your your Rams season with yeah, we, uh, with we, the Rams house news. We love those guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're great. All of them. Amazing. Top-notch podcasters. Uh, but, you know... We got the playoff experience. You know, we, yes. we were we were outmatched by the better team, team with more playoff experience, and uh, and you know, next year we'll come back better than ever, right? Or you'll be the Raiders of next season. <laughs> we will not be <laughs> the Raiders <laughs> of next season. Dang no, it. we're going to be at the playoffs next season. Hey, you know, we we were Round talking, and I, it was a couple episodes ago. Would you rather win a, a championship this year or be relevant for five years? And I'm telling you, championships and championship form is so rare that you have to capture the moment when it's there. You have to capture the lightning in a bottle. Mm. And so the downside of the Raiders season last year and, and the Rams season this year is that the, the fan base starts to believe. Mm-hmm. And you start to think, this is going to be the year. And this game, the fan base believed. Right. Well, yeah. if you asked me last year, at the same time, oh yeah, Derek Carr gets hurt and we lose the first round in the playoffs. And I go, well... Our quarterback got hurt, but we were 12-4, and four, and everything was looking up. This season, we're going to win the Super Bowl. Mm. So all I'm saying is that it, it's possible. Now, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but, you know, it, it, you, Be you aware. just lost your I offensive go coordinator. Go into offseason. You know, yeah. So things are going to happen, and things are going to change, and players are going to change, and atmospheres may not be the same. So just, you know, take it, that into consideration. It wouldn't surprise me a bit if we, and knock on wood, I'm hope, not hoping for this, but if, <laughs> if the Rams took a step back next season and, uh, you know, maybe just had uh, 10 wins instead of 11, because uh, – not just that, but one we talked win. about. Look at, that's we talked about butterflies to say, a bad season. Well, we win ten on, games. Let me get uh, let me get the Lord, net to catch those butterflies that are. As, uh, as is there a waterfall yeah. over there at the Coliseum? Uh, as the negativity was coming out of my mouth, I had to catch it and uh, <laughs> and make it. Is positive. that a bad season, Jeff? Ten and six. <laughs> it uh, yeah. It is, it is bad. Jeff, it is. Yeah. eleven and five. It's one tiny step backward. That's right. No, but as we talked about, the the 49ers are going to improve. Uh, next season, like we had a nice window where yeah. the NFC West yeah. was not very impressive. Carson Wentz got hurt. We caught a lot of teams by yeah. surprise. Yeah. Next season, you know, the Rams are on teams' radar, yeah. and you know, Sean McVay having a season under his belt. Maybe, maybe some teams they'll be kind tape, of figure out. They'll some be stuff. tape on him. Yeah. As the kids say nowadays, you got to stay woke. Yeah. <laughs> I'm. I'm anxious. To- I don't know what that means. Exactly. <laughs> I lost everyone in this room. If you're listening and you're under the is age that, of 35, hopefully that, you got is that. Is that the same kids that wear Yeezys? Yeah, they, no, yeah, stay, they know the reference. You got to stay woke. Okay. Got it. I'm gonna Google it. I, I got think, you, Eric. I got you, Eric. Thanks, Victor. The oldest guy in the room got it. That's right. I think Sean McVay said it best yesterday, is that the Rams built a nice foundation this season. Yeah, you do. have some veteran players there who are probably still going to be there come next season. You're still running behind Todd Gurley. We possibly found our franchise quarterback. We have our head coach that we don't have to worry about during the offseason. We built a good foundation. Yeah, and I think you guys have an identity. The The Rams yeah. are they're a quick team. They're a team that's going to put up points kind of like uh, you know, I hate to make this comparison, but kind of like the Golden State Warriors are known for the running gun. We're going to shoot the three. The Rams, you know, they're going to come in. They're going to try to put points on the board. And I, I think that's going to be their identity moving forward. Yeah, that's like a homage yeah. to the early mm-hmm. 2000 greatest show on turf. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. 
Good ask, stuff. Ask Danny Trejo. He'll tell you. <laughs> he knows all about it. He's your Jack oh, Nichols. Oh, yeah. Nicholson. Check out the Ram show Nicholson. for that reference. <laughs> yeah, he also knows tacos. <laughs> yep. So uh, so that's it for the Rams. Great season. Moving on. We we were hoping that maybe the uh, Raiders talk would be done for the season. But <laughs> I thought it was over. Yeah, we, just, we were so close. Just when you think it's uh, it's over. Moving on. They make on. a huge uh. splash. So, Benjamin, why don't you uh, give us what you got? Raiders news. Raider Nation, this is a big effing deal. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> motherfucker. That's how we roll. Oh, my God. Could you imagine oh, any other NFL team announcing their head coach with that opening <laughs> statement? That's as Raiders as it gets. I love it. Especially with the bowl cut. It was gangster. Yeah. <laughs> Does he know how stupid he looks? No. He, no he doesn't. If you look at the press conference, look at Chucky's haircut. It's exactly the same. They went to it's the same barber. Either. They went to the either. same barber. And he looks. Like, he does look it's, like Chucky. He does. It's no yeah. Bryce Harper hair, I can tell you that. I... I am so excited. <laughs> oh, he's oh, fully here aroused. Here we go. I'll tell you. Hey, you know what? The momentum that we got in 2016 erased what happened in 2017. <laughs> and we're going into 2018 with the head coach that we have wanted for a long time, with the quarterback that we're going to have for the next 10 years, and we're going to be good again. It's going to be great. So oh. now you had the same excitement with Marshawn Lynch last season. That's yeah. exactly and he, and he, what I was going to say. I was going to say. You could, and he was only retired for one year. Yeah, but still. It was it was a little bit different in the sense that I was cautiously optimistic because if you remember, you were not I said, cautiously. I said, you know, no, that, <laughs> no, I was cautious. Vic, come on, no. give me some credit. Nah, give me you some were credit. you this, were so stoked it, about this guy, dude. I, well, That's I was true. because because I like Marshawn and I thought he was he is a Raider. But, He's a Raider, yeah. But I'm on the field. I remember saying. You know, he's going to get about 15 carries. You know, hopefully the offensive line is going to let him, you know, get four to five yards a carry. But, you know, I was cautiously optimistic. He'd been off the field for a year. He was already older. He was hurt at the end of his career with the Seattle Seahawks. So, listen, as, as That's much what as I, I was telling you, as much as I wanted for him <laughs> to be good, there was some there was some cautious optimism there. But here with John Gruden, it's different. There's I, no caution. I can see the no. sparkle in Ben's eye. I'm throwing and... it in the wind, man. <laughs> yep. I'm telling you, I am all in, and so's Chucky. Yeah, John Gruden's going to rush for 2,000 yards next season. I still need a running back, Ben. So you're good with a 10 million, or what, 100 million for 10 years? It's it's not, well, it, actually, that's what's being reported right now, yeah. but... I don't think that the terms have been disclosed. What 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 he did announce at the at the press conference was that there is no stake in ownership with this deal, but they didn't really address the dollars, although everybody has heard the 10 years 100 million dollars. So listen, if we can win a Super Bowl or be legitimate for 10 years, then I believe that this contract is worth it because if you look back at the Raiders history, if you don't have a good coach, that team sucks. And if you look back at the Raiders right, history, but- they don't pay their coaches anyway, so <laughs> yeah. Well, not okay. Here's That's the part. true. <laughs> Here's the part that worries me, though, is if you look at the end of John Gruden's career, he sucked. They were horrible. Yeah, but you have to Bay remember those that last John, few years. But John Lynch, who was the staple of their defense, was was at the tail end of his career. Warren Sapp had already been traded. Uh, Brad Johnson was his quarterback. There were there a lot of that had to do with the fact that he just didn't have the horses. But when he had the right players and and he he was able to devise an offensive game plan that put them in the position to win every single game. Now, whether they did or not, you know, that was up to the players and, and what they did. But if there's one thing that you can say about Chucky is that he prepares. Just look at what he did with the Fired Coaches Society of America, whatever the hell that thing that he did. I mean, 
he wasn't coaching and yet he was watching game film on you know five of these prospects and watching all 10 of their games and pulling clips i mean this is what he does and so to to bring him back and and to have that knowledge and then the other thing that he addressed in the press conference was you know as a commentator for 10 years he went to go visit every facility mm. and 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 as part of the NFL coaches were talking to him about mm-hmm. schemes and about this is what we're doing and this is what we're trying to do so he knows he has the inside track to a lot of what these teams are doing or what they've done in the past and that's going to help him as a head coach so i i think that this is a slam dunk this is the best case scenario for the Oakland Raiders Ooh, wow, wow. wow. I do have a couple of clips to play from the press conference. Whoa. I've, got, I've got one ben question. Ben has clips? I've got a question for you, though. Yes. Is that a Spider 3 wide banana in your pants? Uh, it is. The reason life are in Oakland, and I want to give them two of the best years of football that I can possibly help deliver. And I love the Raiders. The brand is global. Everywhere I went as a Monday Night Football analyst, the Raider Nation would come out of the ground. I love the Raiders. And most of all, I love to win. And I'm going to do everything I can. No guarantees, no promises, but I want to win. He didn't say just win, baby, though. I'll tell you what. (laughs) I'll tell you what. What I got out of that clip was how many times have you heard a coach that says, I want to be in Oakland? I want to go to Oakland. never. The problem that the Raiders have had for the last 25 years is that no good coach wants to come to Oakland. And so, and I go back to Jack Del Rio. Jack was the first coach that wanted to come back to Oakland because he grew up in Oakland and he was a Raiders fan. And he brought us to legitimacy. Again, we finished the season 10 or 6 and 10, but we are a legitimate NFL team. We were the laughing stock for 15 to 20 years. So here John Gruden is coming in, you know, and I think that he's that coach that's going to get us over the top. Now, whether that, you know, translates into winning a Super Bowl, we don't know and we won't know until it happens. But we're going to be playoff contenders every year for the next 10 years. And I'm happy that John Gruden has decided that Oakland is where he wants to be. Wow. That, wow. That's, a, does, that's amazing. Does John Gruden want, do we need a slow clap? Or? You know, they're moving to Vegas, right? <laughs> I, thought, I actually thought that was one of the best parts of that clip. I thought he nailed it by saying, "I want to give two years, two year, the best two years of football that he can." Because I think, and we have mentioned this before, um, the, Oakland. If you're an Oakland Raiders fan, it's very easy to dismiss them and say they're going to be gone in Vegas. I don't want to support this team. But bringing John Gruden back, I think he is so beloved, yeah, yeah, in the Raiders community yeah. that they are going to come out to support him. And I think the way he spoke and the way he he just just his personality, he's going to energize the players that are in that locker room. So right. I'm I'm excited for it. You know, I'm a I'm a closet Raiders fan. I'll be honest. Ooh. And and uh. and if there's ever been uh, if there's ever been like a uh, one of those negative things that kind of hovers over the Raiders is that they just the, that they don't have a good work ethic. Mm-hmm. They don't they don't do a lot of film study. They don't do all the little. Belichickian stuff that wins that has to win a game. So so John Gruden actually addressed that in one of his clips. Work ethic is uh, a big part, I think, of anyone's success. And any success that I've had, I think, starts with the drive, the excitement of getting up and helping a team and helping a player improve. So uh, my schedule hasn't changed at all, Ann. It really hasn't. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) Yeah. Move move over, Bryce Harper. Ben has a new... Man crush. 
<laughs> you know what? He's always had. I've always loved John Gruden. Back <laughs> back in the '90s when he was our coach. Again, he's talking about and 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 he actually later on and I'll, I'll play it in a little bit. But he talks about <laughs> oh, a fourth clip. Jesus. Oh, I got I got I got him all day long. What's going on here? <laughs> Eric, do you have a Galaxy update? Uh, you know what? I'm going to prepare one now. Uh, I have Galaxy update the fuck out of this. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're not even an LA team. It's too bad we can't use any of this. <laughs> That's not nice. <laughs> but again, it's it's about, you know, if, if it, it starts from the from the top down. If yeah. the head coach is in there at 317 in the morning, then I bet you that quarterback's going to be there right at that same time. And then the offensive line's going to be there because they want to make sure that the quarterback is safe. And that's where it starts. I'm not saying that Jack Del Rio started at 6, but I can guarantee you that some of those coaches for the Raiders in years past probably started at 11. <laughs> you know, because they just didn't well, look that's prepared. That's when Jeff Fisher started. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there it is. Exactly. There it is. <laughs> because the Raiders just didn't look prepared, but they're, they're not going to run into that problem with, with John Gruden. He is. You are glowing, Ben. Yeah, yeah Ben. I've never <laughs> seen you this excited about anything ear. in your life. It's like a, a, for nothing an, else. I'm I'm happy for that. An old flame has waltzed back into his life. Yeah, seriously. All right. <laughs> and I got I got one more clip. Oh, my one, gosh, more, of one more. Oh, okay, what is right. going on? And he has heart heart shaped <laughs> post its as well. <laughs> he waited for this one episode to prepare. Yeah, he just he prepares the, the hell out of this one. <laughs> this is the episode he's been waiting his whole life for. Yeah. Okay. In the last clip here. I, I'm just going to let you listen to it, and then I want to get what you guys think about it, and then I'll tell you what I think. How much are you going to be involved in personnel decisions, or are you just going to coach? Well, we're going to work together. Uh, Reggie and I come from the same tree in Green Bay, uh, raised by Ron Wolf as young Green Bay Packers. I think we have a similar viewpoint in terms of what kind of players we're looking for, but it's got to be a collaborative effort, whether it be a salary cap decision, a free agent acquisition, who we draft, mm -hmm. we got to work together. Yeah. And I think that's the great thing about being here is we're going to be united, we're going to work hard, and we're going to assemble the best team possible. We're not always going to agree, and Reg, you'll probably win. Look at the size of the guy. Uh, but you know what? Uh, I don't want to agree with everybody. You know, I really want to work hard, and I want to try to uh, pursue every vehicle possible to improve the Raiders. Bottom line, it's a team effort. I mean, we're a team. It's, it's going to be a Raider decision, bottom line. We're going to work great together. Okay. What do you think? <laughs> All right, Ben. So it's my turn to play you off. <laughs> We're back in black. <laughs> and the Raiders nice. said that is, that, is a good, nice. that is a good song to play me off on. What are your thoughts on that last, that last clip? Uh, I think it's very dangerously uh, close to being platitudes to being just saying the right thing in the conference. Really? I don't know how, the in reality, if that is truly possible. I mean, you would hope. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's I, I think any head coach sitting next to the GM is going to tell you, it's a group effort, we're going to work together. Yeah, but, what else is but, he going to say? But ultimately, someone has the power and the GM has the power to make those decisions. Okay. And, and, and so, of course, he's going to say that. So it sounded a little too... Uh, rainbows and butterflies a little too like I'm, I thought I'm, it was great. I'm saying I the right thing <laughs> yeah <laughs> thank you Jeff like like he was he, he knew what to say he I wrote on on my fucking unicorn yeah uh, that's right John John Gruden is no dummy he knows exactly what to say but ultimately in the end um someone's making the decisions yeah. and if it's if Reggie's in charge yeah well there's I, nothing I, John can do about it I took the opposite away as a Raiders fan it's always been about whatever Al Davis wants. Yeah, and and he, well, and th it, those days are so, gone. So that's but that's what I I took from it was, 
earlier in the in the press conference, Mark Mark Davis was like the, one of the things he said that stuck out with me is he says, "I came into this knowing that I didn't know anything, so I wanted to surround myself with guys that knew best, football." Yeah. So that's when he brought in Reggie McKenzie, and he said that that uh, uh, John Gruden was like at the top of his like wish list for coaches. And so for those two guys to, to work together, they came from Green Bay to have the same idea. they're familiar with each other, I'll it's, give you that. It's the first time that I can remember in my history of 30 years of being a Raiders fan where the, the, the owner, the GM, and the head coach just – just the said page. the right thing. Yeah. Whether or That's not they're true. on the right page, it's <laughs> the first time at least all three of them the have page. said the yeah. same. They said the right thing at the right That's time. That's true. I'll give you Whether that. they mean it or not. Yeah. Right so thing. listen, hey, I got rainbows and butterflies, <laughs> unicorns, whatever it is. I'm really excited. I'm I'm not going to crap on your parade, Hold on, babe. hold on. This Congratulations. Might, of course you're not. Uh, uh, rainbows and butterflies. <laughs> Phone drop right there. Well done. Well done, Ben. We're happy for you. Congratulations. Thank you. We wish you nothing but the best. All right. Well, before we completely close out football talk, we should finish up with a little college news. You know, you guys, we're a Los Angeles sports podcast, and we're talking about a team from Oakland. I think we need to shift gears. Let's talk about about the Cleveland Browns. Did you not see the banner (laughs) flying over the Coliseum this weekend? Yes. That's why the Raiders are being talked about right now. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, During the Rams playoff game, for those of you who were sharing this picture, and shout out to Josh Desidue. I know he he listens to the show. He took snap this picture that I saw. It said, uh, Los Angeles is home to the Rams and Raiders and no one else. That's right. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. And it circled several it, times. It took yeah. forever for that thing it to was, go down. It was, it was going on it was in circles, a while. And circles around the stadium. Yeah. yeah. So that's Great why we matter. talk Raiders and an LA podcast. Fair enough. So like I said, let's talk some Cleveland Browns. Yeah, oh, great. Oh, or, or not. The so, one in 32 team. They went one game <laughs> out of past two 32. Years. Wow. So one in 31. 31, yeah. yeah that's that's awesome. nuts. That's so, just awful. Sam Darnold, the question all year long, is he staying? Is he going? Mm-hmm. Sam Darnold has declared for the NFL draft, and he will be- What a mistake. He will be likely- um, Forgotten like, next year. Likely Free. taken first. I know some other mock drafts had Rosen going ahead of him, but a lot of I was reading that a lot of NFL executives still like him over Rosen, and it seems like the Browns like Sam Darnold. Um, the one positive that I would say is that uh, I did see that the Browns will be looking to get another quarterback, someone like an Alex Smith. So if they can get a veteran in there, so Darnold can still learn and still develop and grow. I think that'd be great because if they throw him out there, don't they still to the Osweiler? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. They still Deshaun Kaiser. I think he ended up back in Denver. Yeah. Oh, did, did he? Osweiler go back? Yeah, to- he, he went back yeah. to Denver. Oh, I didn't know that. I think the Texans paid to have him <laughs> yeah. go to Denver. Yeah. No, they paid to have him go to Cleveland. Right. And then to Denver. I didn't realize that he made it or to no. Denver. But he anyway, somewhere. Anyway, Sam yeah. Darnold has declared for the NFL draft, in addition to Josh Rosen, UCLA quarterback, mm-hmm. which I think everyone expected a little more right. for Rosen to go. So the way it's projected right now, uh, projecting Darnold going uh, number one to the Browns, possible that he could go number two to the Giants. Uh, the Cleveland Browns have picks one and four, so there's also thoughts of them getting Saquon Barkley from Penn State, who's an absolute stud running back. So if they got a good running back and, then, and Sam Darnold, then that might free up Sam for some space, but Sam ended his senior or not his senior season because he's well, he's, <laughs> he's a, a sophomore, but he, you know finished his last season right. at USC with uh, four thousand one hundred forty three yards, which was a single season record. So you know wow. we had, we had the conversation: is he re- is he for real? No. Is he is he a good quarterback? No, he, he had the highest 
yardage total ever for a USC quarterback. And when you think of the quarterbacks and the careers they had at USC, say yeah. what you it's, will about the what's, NFL bus. What's the busts. nickname about USC's uh, team? <laughs> Running back you. Yeah, Thank you. Right. The defense rests. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I wish Sam the best. Again, I, as a USC fan, I wish he would have stayed, developed a little more. I hope he doesn't get eaten alive yeah. like the long history of USC quarterbacks that has gotten eaten alive in the NFL. I, but I, I really I loved watching him during these past two seasons, and I hope that his, his skill set translates to the NFL. Matt Barkley is going to have a much more illustrious NFL career. <laughs> so I'm telling you, this guy's what, going Matt, to be a disaster. Matt, Matt Barkley could, wishes he could wash the jockstrap of Sam Darnold. <laughs> Agree to disagree. <laughs> So you don't think Darnold is, is going to uh, translate at all? Really? I no. think he has playmaking ability. I think he's not a pocket passer in the way the NFL is now. I think Sam Darnold is going to make plays happen. Let me let me just let me just say this. Ryan Leaf. Uh, yeah. I think he's going to be Ryan Leaf. Oh no. Yeah. You're, <laughs> he's like well. the worst quarterback of all time. Yeah. <laughs> no. You're, you're crazy, man. <laughs> I like you, but you're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you're crazy. You're crazy. You're crazy, man. No, I, oh, I, think, I think that people are looking at him in the wrong way. As a USC fan, listen, how many times this year at the end of games do we say, wow, Sam Darnold really wowed the crowd there? Not very many. And how many times at the end of the games do we drives, say? On drives. How many, on drives. I'm talking mm-hmm. games. You don't win games with drives. You win games by not turning the ball over. I disagree. I think you that's, win. You win games precisely Tom Brady on drives. Didn't do that at all. <laughs> yeah. I think when you when you get you know you have your defense get a point you know some points on the board. It comes down to one drive. Can I get my my team down the field you know within field goal range or that's, to get a score? And I think Sam Darnold can do that after he's he fumbled the ball twice and thrown an interception <laughs> and you're down 17 points. You're not going to have that opportunity. Yeah. And, I, and I'm telling still. you right now, I I don't think that he is going to translate. He's if his best case scenario is that he gets drafted by a team that's got to start quarterback like the, he's got a couple of years to develop and at that point he's got a shot but if, if he goes to cleveland and he's asked to start right away his career will be over in two years yeah i think the best mm. case scenario for sam would be getting drafted by the giants if the giants keep eli manning for another season yeah and then he can sit behind sit eli here, who's yeah. a seasoned quarterback knows what he's doing learn the ropes he's in a big market i think you know he would flourish at the giants if, if he can slip to number two but that's yeah. a, that's a big if well, the Browns will trade the pick away. Or they'll find <laughs> the some right, way to the, brown it the, up. Brown it the Browns up. will find yeah. a way yeah. to, to mess so that right up. So right now, yeah. at, at the end of both Matt Barkley's and Sam Darnold's career. Why do you love Matt Barkley so much? Because because I, I believe he is the perfect example of a quarterback that comes into the league and you know with, with high hopes and didn't turn into anything. I think, and I think that he'll have a better NFL career than Sam Darnold. Matt Barkley was a, a game manager. He was good in the pocket. He was able to, you know, have weapons around him and make things happen, you know, w- when the play was open. But he didn't make plays happen himself. I don't think he, I don't so, think Sam so, Darnold could even say that about himself. I, I don't think he was even a game manager. I, I don't think he was that good of a quarterback. I disagree. Okay. Agree to disagree. <laughs> That's what you got to chalk it up to. <laughs> wish, wish you the best, Sam. But All right. But just real, to add, add oh. on, I do have more. I'm oh, going to Raider, I'm oh, gonna yeah, Raider, Raider this for more. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> USC also lost. Uh, Ronald Jones also yep, committed to the that. NFL. So their uh, top running back is going to the NFL. And then Deontay Burnett, their uh, top wide receiver, is also going. So USC right. is going to be looking um, to rebuild a little bit. You know, with the running back, wide receiver, quarterback, top three, all gone. Uh, the writing may have been on the wall a little bit. JT Daniels, who's a senior quarterback from modern day here in Southern California, he's graduating high school early to enroll in SC in the spring. 
and the people around USC were saying he wouldn't have enrolled in the spring if Sam Darnold was going to stick around. So that may have been the first sign hmm. that, that Sam Darnold was going to leave to the NFL with their uh, freshman QB coming in. Uh, JT Daniels, he might be on the radar for USC. So okay. they'll have another true freshman quarterback in the running well, for the starting position next season. If uh, if SC is taking any requests, I'd like to get somebody with as cool a name as Juju Smith-Schuster. <laughs> so wait, uh, <laughs> just you wait. I... Amon Ross St. Brown is coming oh, to USC as well. Wow. I, I'd put that Great for those name. of you those of you who follow us in the in the Facebook group. I said, you know, you you cannot beat Juju Smith Juju. Schuster in the name department. You could maybe tie it. Yeah. But you can't beat it. No. But Amon Ra. St. Oh, Brown. Rah. I mean, that's that, like so that's godly. Just, that's just a great name. I think he was like, in the Mummy yeah, movie, right? So, Wasn't and, that the- <laughs> <laughs> so, so he's going to be uh, he's a top number one wide receiver recruit in the nation, and he's coming to SC. So I think that's yeah. you know the tools will be there next season. Well, I mean, it's, he's a freshman, so we'll see. But Amon Ra. Hey, how you feeling uh, about that Pac-12 great. championship right now? I'm feeling good. <laughs> We got a guy from Modern Day and a guy named Amon Ra. We're winning it all. Oh yeah, and I got a Absolutely. guy named Chip Kelly. I'm just saying, Absolutely. you you oh, got a guy. Day sucks. Oh, save that all for right. the second. As segment. long as we're talking UCLA, we should mention uh, Chosen Rosen. He's also headed to the NFL. Any thoughts on him they'll, translating? They'll have a Blake Bortles career. <laughs> best, okay, so that's best case scenario. Better than uh, better than Matt Barkley, right? Yes. Yeah. He'll yeah. He'll be a starter. He'll be a starter in the NFL. Yeah. He'll he'll have he'll circulate around. The teams he he's got talent. Yeah, I mean, he does. I, I'm not going to hate on him because he's yeah. a UCLA guy. The guy's got talent. Yes, he does. And so, so more than he should more be than Darnold. Darnold? Not yes. to, not Hammer? more than Darnold. Yes. No, I don't think so. Hands down. Didn't you watch the game, or are you just blind? <laughs> <laughs> Darnold makes mistakes. Yes, but he can improve the, on those mistakes. Okay. The, the the positives outweigh the negatives, in my opinion. Yeah, but still. <laughs> <laughs> don't use my trick against me. All right. All right. Well. Uh, We still got Lakers to talk, but you know what? Let's take a quick break. When we come back, uh, we'll talk Lakers and, uh, of course, LeVar Ball (laughs) right after this. To build a championship team, today's general managers analyze their players using data and metrics. What if that same information were available to help you maximize the success of your business? Enter Snowfly. Snowfly works with both large and small businesses to identify and collect data relevant to their specific goals. Snowfly's innovative analysis and reporting tools define critical behavior metrics in employees and can drastically improve your hiring and overall productivity. Go to snowfly.com or call 877-SNOWFLY. That's 877-SNOWFLY. Call today. We are back. All right. Before we get to Lakers, we need to quickly mention the Kings and a quick apology <laughs> to the Kings realm. Completely <laughs> forgot to mention them last nope. week. <laughs> you were in our hearts. Thoughts yeah, and prayers thoughts to the Kings and realm. Prayers. Yeah. Always, always thinking of you guys, <laughs> even if we don't say it out loud on the podcast. Uh, wow. They were 0-2 over this past week, the Kings were. Not not the podcast. Um <laughs> 24, 13, and 5 right now with 53 points. They have they've taken a dive. Wow. But still a good hell? still a good record. Yeah. Still, yeah. It's, yeah. They're, not, they're not in too much trouble. Big week this week. They got ducks and sharks. Yeah. Shark week. Oh. Shark week. Oh. <laughs> Somebody's on their period? <laughs> wow. Let's hope not. Uh, it took a turn. Not, not, that, not that kind. Is that what you guys call it? Yeah. <laughs> right. They're in uh, second place now behind yeah. uh the, the golden uh, showers. The golden showers. 
So oh, that wow. magic, anyway, that magic's going to wear actually, off eventually. Yeah, and I'm actually excited to see what uh, Bailey does on Twitter this week. This is always a good week for Bailey on Twitter, where he goes oh. off on the ducks and the sharks. So you guys in your fucking Twitter and uniform see. talk, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the uniform <laughs> matchup you versus the ducks. Do better research. I'm Ben Garcia. I'm old school. I don't do the Twitter. I, I read the Sunday paper for I like, my news. I like John Gruden. I get up at 3 a.m. Yeah. I drink, I, I drink my Sanka, and I watch game films. <laughs> and I get to work, yeah. That's how I roll. Bring That's me my how I roll. slippers, woman. It's called grit. <laughs> and for more Kings talk, check out the Kings realm. Yeah, there we go. There we go. <laughs> I'm not going to yeah. get a better transition get, than that. Get those guys. All right. Good stuff. Okay, moving on. Lakers. Let's talk about them. They're uh, hey, they won two in a row. Hey, all right. Congrats. Well done. Wow. Yeah, well it, done. It's only because the team hates uh, Luke Walton, so they're they're unifying <laughs> no, together yeah. to win. Uh, Fantastic. No, Whatever no, it no, takes. No. Whatever win, it takes. Right. According to Levar, right? Uh, we're still last in the division, and and nobody cares. But there's two <laughs> things we need to talk about, and that's the trade rumors and. Yeah. The Lavar Ball debacle. Uh, you know, where I'm do actually, we want to start? I was going to say, I actually well, vote we don't talk Lavar Ball anymore because you know it, it's it's just getting to be ridiculous. Vic I, wants I, to talk about Lavar. I think it's wait uh, for this coming from the man who watches Kardashians <laughs> and The Bachelor. Yeah. <laughs> ben, he's, who so watches had, The Bachelor? He's had too much reality TV. Reality TV. <laughs> yeah, Lavar's just too much for him. He's just a one-trick pony, guys. Like, we, know the Kardashians. We, we know what it is. No, they're they're two tricks. They got. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, easy. Easy. easy, yeah, we know. Easy. That's offensive. Yeah. Let's is. let's start with the trades. Uh, there's there's been some uh, trade talk. Vic, what's the latest? Uh, it's the, I mean, honestly, it, there's it's the same. Uh, Clarkson, uh, Randall. Randall. The new name that popped Nance. up this week was Nance. Yeah, that's that's the newest thing was Nance. Um, but uh, it's all to clear cap space. The, uh, for them to try to get two, you know, two major signings this uh, this off season, so um, <clears throat> it looks like they're stuck with. Uh, from from what Wojnowski is saying, that there's they've been trying to get rid of Luol Deng, and nobody's going to take the bait as of yet. Yeah, um, we're hoping that they could pull. Yeah, we're hoping that they could pull off a um, you know a miracle at the trade deadline, uh, a la their ex GM, um, but. Uh, it's the same thing. I mean, honestly, Nance is is uh, would kind of hurt because he's he's you know he's a he's a versatile kind of player. Um, but, but he's expendable uh, now because Kuzma has actually kind of stepped, I believe, into the role that that Nance was trying to niche out for himself. Right, but if you can have Nance coming off the bench, I mean, outside how of good is that second unit going to be? Right, but I mean, outside of being athletic, I mean, and he's the most athletic guy in the locker room. What does he bring to the Lakers organization that makes him special, where we wouldn't want to get rid of him? Defense. That's the reason why he's in the starting lineup. Honestly, is for his defense. Hmm. We're talking about Larry Nance, <laughs> Vic. Junior, Vic, yeah, the dad. He, okay. Vic, if you he, have he a can, mic, he, drop it right there. Here. Yeah, you've got to you've got to understand that the the way that the NFL or the NFL, the NBA plays defense <laughs> right now is, is switching off, and Nance can cover anybody. He, he doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't matter who long. he switches off on. He can cover that guy. And okay. so that's you know, I was that's thinking more makes from the special. offensive side of the ball, but okay, all right, you got me there. And and the one thing <laughs> that I, I will go team uh, D one on this, I think Jordan Clarkson. A lot of Laker fans love him. 
Larry Nance, a lot of Laker fans love him. And everyone wants yes. Julius Randle to be good. You're so eloquent. This is but, what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> but but, in, but so in reality, those guys really are not going to be the answer. They're not special. And and, and we want well, them no, to pan out. And we, we want the future. Yeah. We want this team to develop. But I don't think those three guys moving forward are going to be right. difference makers. I have so, my speech so, writer when I read I don't, well, no, but <laughs> I don't have a problem okay, with them being shopped around. Yeah, I, do. I don't either. But here's the thing: is if you don't land those two guys, what do you have now? You you traded away three guys. But these guys weren't uh, going to get you over the hump anyway. This is this is like you can't pay rent, right, but right? but you're worse off than you were when when you didn't have them. In other words, like yeah, but uh, but, but, but Vic, listen listen to this analogy. It's like you go to Vegas, right? You're a thousand dollars short with your rent. You got a thousand dollars. You owe two. Let's go to Vegas. Let's roll the dice and see what happens, right? That's what they're doing right now. They want to pay their rent. They want to get LeBron in. I, and they want to see. Get this Paul is what Georgia. I don't understand. Though. But they may <laughs> crap <laughs> out. They make no, crap no, 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 but no, no, no. They're no, going you, you guys, Oh, and we've gone try to go big for the past ten years, and, and nothing's happened. Yeah, so we are relying on magic. We're, you're creating the cap space, and you're relying on magic that he's charismatic enough to be able to convince these guys to come in. Because if you look at the product that we've put on the court this year, I, I'm, that's I'm, not convincing I'm, anybody to sign with the Lakers. So you have to believe that Magic and Palenka are going to pull off some magic in the background. But what if they don't? Then tough shit. You, we tried. <laughs> then we crap out and we okay. go bankrupt. And you know what happens? Then you become president. Well, we don't. Of the we United don't own. States. We don't own. A, <laughs> yeah, we don't own a first round draft pick for the next ten years because of what we did already. So, I, I'm not saying don't trade them. I'm not saying don't shop them around. What I'm saying is you got to be careful because we be don't know it. what's going to happen. And and you could you could still come off and say you know where well, this is the Lakers, but the, you guys are the same people that are complaining when Mitch Kupchak couldn't. What do you sign, mean, you people? You know, what what are the, you, everybody on this podcast was shitting on Mitch Kupchak because he couldn't sign people and he was giving things away. He was then he had to go and sign these other people to fill roster spots and he had to give them a whole bunch of money. So what I'm saying is I don't want to fall down that same trap again. Mm-hmm. Now if if, if Palenka and Magic have obviously Paul George is coming. I don't know if you guys saw his. I don't comments, think he's going to. He was here in L.A. I've yeah. changed my mind. Huh? No, I've changed my mind. I don't think he's coming. <laughs> oh, no. did I, I th- you hear th- his comments when he was here in L.A.? What did he say? No. So he said, I'm, I, I don't care. Yeah, he said, I don't care that, that uh, it came out that I want to be on the Lakers. He was basically saying he didn't care that. Why would he's, he care? What he's, what he's saying is that he said it. Why would that he, he say, wants to come thing. to the It Lakers. worked out well for him. He ended up moving from an Indiana team who was never going to win a championship to at least giving it you know, a, a half. Uh, going to a team where at least he's going with a with a Hall of Famer in, in Carmelo Anthony and, and the MVP and Russell Westbrook to see what happens. I'd rather do that than play in Indiana. So, yeah, there's no regret there. But the thing is... No, is that's that not that what he said, Ben. He's, no, 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 Ben, you're you're wrong. That's not that's not what he's saying. What he what he basically said was he he's not... He doesn't regret that the Lakers got fined and that it came out that he said he wanted to play for the Lakers. He said, this is my team that I grew up watching, okay. and he doesn't care that it came out. He's coming to the Lakers. He says, I love you, and I don't care who knows it. Yeah, I want to exactly. shout it from the rooftops. If, that's exactly what he was saying. If, if, Paul George, if Paul George does come, which I think right now is 50-50, if, if Paul George does, does come and they're unable to sign LeBron or another big star, I don't think that the Lakers are significantly better. And 
what are they going to do with Kuzma because he plays the same position? You're the guy that just said go to Vegas and, and shoot your wad off to try to bring somebody. <laughs> I think Paul I think, I think saying, Paul George plus one more. They can sign Paul George. I don't know what we're yelling you know, about. They can sign Paul George Nam. right now without having to trade Clarkson, Randall, and Nance. Yes. They're, they're clearing cap space because they want to get LeBron. Yes. So what I'm saying right now no, is no, 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 that's where you're wrong again. They, they're they clearing cap space to bring in two people. As of right now, they can't even sign Paul. They can't sign Paul George. To a max contract. Uh, you need to listen to the podcast. That's what I'm saying, homie. No, you're not. You're saying they're they're trading these guys to bring in LeBron. I'm saying they're trading these guys to bring in both. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying the same thing. <laughs> Rewind the tape, Ben. You just <laughs> said that they're bringing in they're LeBron. The we thing. just become yes. best friends? <laughs> agree to agree, Vic. Agree <laughs> to agree. Here's the thing. I think we all agree. No. Paul George, we shouldn't trade those three players to get Paul George now. We're going to get I don't Paul George an, without exactly, having to trade those players. Exactly. So I think... Trying to trade those guys for a LeBron, or obviously you're not going to get LeBron or Paul George now because that was the talk that that shouldn't be happening. But we need to be careful because Vic is right and he called us out on it. When they signed Luol Deng, we said, "Oh, but they have tons of money and yeah. we don't need to worry about it." But it's actually working against us now, and so they just need to be careful that if they do trade these guys, that they don't do it for like a middle of the road guy and overpay him now, or to get someone where they they put themselves in trouble where they can't sign two big names next season. I think that's the point Vic's trying to make. And I agree with that, but that's the tough, it's a tough balance. Cause are you going to be able to get, you know, good value for these three guys or is a team, is a team really going to want Jordan Clarkson and Julius Randall and want to give you a really good player or someone that's not going to put you in trouble. That's Hammer, the question. You're so wise. You're like a tiny Buddha covered in hair. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go get your jammies on. Come on. <laughs> This I, segment brought to you by Anchorman. Oh, <laughs> I had to see how many Will Ferrell quotes I could work in there. I, I want to talk about Kyle Kuzma for a second because since the Lakers have obviously been on a, a really bad you know streak since the I believe it was the Christmas Day game, and their defense has gone away. And they're I think they're at 111, 112 points a game that they're allowing ever since the Christmas game. And there was this that dreaded team meeting that happened in December. Uh, apparently people wanted to clear the air, which tells me um, D'Angelo wasn't the only problem uh, at the Lakers. But uh, then the whole thing came out about, you know, LeVar Ball calling out um, Luke, Walton. Uh, Luke Walton. And out of all of this, the one player who has come out and, and said something, when the, when the Lakers got blown out by 40 points, Kyle Kuzma basically came out and said, so this team gave up. Yeah. They gave mm-hmm. up, uh, nobody was playing, uh, and he said that this is not what being a Laker is. He knows what being a Laker is, and this is not it. And then uh, when LeVar Ball came out and and started talking trash about uh, Luke Walton, Kyle Kuzma came out again and said, Luke Walton's my man. I I will go through a wall for this guy, and uh, he's my coach, and I'm ready to play for him. And that tells me that Kyle Kuzma, when you talk about his play on the court, he is slowly becoming the leader of this team. Yep. We have to remember At he's probably one of the older players on that team. Yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, because he was a four-year starter at four-year college. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I heard yeah. an, an interesting take on Kyle Kuzma and part of why the Lakers' rotations have been thrown off. If Kyle Kuzma came in and played like a 27th-round pick, th- this wouldn't be an issue, and other Lakers players would be getting starter minutes and more minutes on the court, and they might get more comfortable with each other. But Kyle Kuzma came in and earned a spot on this team and earn is earning more minutes. Yeah. And that's, what's throwing the rotations off. And he's putting Luke Walton in a position where he's putting Kuzma in where maybe he didn't expect to put Kuzma in when this team was constructed. Yeah. And that's part of why the Lakers are struggling is because they can't get 
a, a consistent you don't know who the the last you know the best five to end the game was going to be or yeah. or who was going to get more minutes so it's kind of interesting the kuzma being this good is p- part of what's throwing the lakers yeah. off well and then the turmoil right. that they had the meeting about from what i was reading was it had to do more with the fact that these young players are worrying about where they're going to be traded as opposed to worrying about what they're going to be doing on the yeah, court yeah that's that got to be day. a huge huge thing for because, them because i mean if you think about like a julius randall it's like Every day in the paper, you're talking, you're hearing, you know, the Lakers are offering me to anybody who wants to take me just simply so that we can get rid of the contract and we can bring in LeBron and Paul George next season. And so a lot of the turmoil and a lot of the, you know, reason why they're saying, well, you know, why are we, you know, why are we even trying hard if we're not even going to be here next year? That's some of the things I think they were trying to air out as well. And I don't think it's a D'Angelo Russell type problem like you had implied before. I think it's more just, them not knowing what's what's going to happen in the future. And I think Lou Walton said it best. He goes, hey, guys, listen, you're young, and this is just the NBA life. You need to get used to it. And I think that's part of Jordan Clarkson also because he's visibly upset on the bench. And, right. and you know, he's he's probably one of the Lakers – he's probably the Lakers' best scorer. Right. Well, to see him sitting on the bench right. in, in mm-hmm. crunch minutes, he's frustrated, and I'm sure he was part of that meeting if I had to speculate. Absolutely. He was a big well, – because Lonzo, only, Lonzo's the point, and Kuzma's yeah. playing yeah. where he would – should be right. Yeah, no, I definitely think being traded was was part of the discussion, but I also think it's it's what Eric was talking about the whole rotation thing because there was a quote from uh, right before the meeting happened. There was a quote from uh, uh, what's his name that just got traded. Um, what's the center? Um, Bogut. Yeah, Andrew Bogut. He got released. Where I he thought. was basically he was yeah, basically saying, "Well, yeah, I, I guess I got to be a role model on the bench and not show my frustration to these guys that I'm not getting any minutes." So uh, I think there was a lot of things that went on uh, in, in that meeting, uh, you know, including the whole, you know, these guys are young, and to hear all these trade rumors has got to just be devastating. Um, but I do think that there's other problems going on, and and I think they have to do with the actual rotation itself. I just want to end with this final question because I ha- I am seeing this thrown around a little more often now fire luke walton L- legit no or or, or are those people crazy it. you signed him to a five-year deal you knew no. he was a first yeah, time coach second year, right the, you, you don't have the players on the court you haven't really developed what that system's going to be you've every year you're building for the following year you've put him in a position to fail i don't think that it's his fault I think he's got good basketball pedigree. I think when you sign him for five years, you need to play him for five years. So I, I don't trade him. I don't. I do not uh, get rid of him. Vic. Yeah, not not right now. Not right now. No. Now, if he gets LeBron and they start off, you know, ten and ten, then you start <laughs> yeah. talking. Well, about I, 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 I think it goes back to you were yeah, saying exactly. about about uh, John Gruden with the with the Raiders. It all comes back to the Raiders. Yes, folks. it does. Oh wow! <laughs> if you fire Luke Walton, who's walking through the door? Right. Who else are you bringing in? That's going to do better, and I don't. I don't know who else is out there that's going to do a better job than yeah. than Luke Walton can do, Absolutely. or has the potential to do. Absolutely, it took John Wooden like twelve years to to build that UCLA team. You know, yeah. One of the things that we don't we don't have, have as we don't fans have anymore time. is we don't have patience. We don't have twelve. <laughs> we don't have twelve years. But, but you're right. But but the yeah. point is, is that when you get somebody that's young and somebody that's not ready for that position, and you kind of launch, he's it learning goes, too. It's like Sam Darnold leaving early. Like you know, there there's certain go. things. There's certain things <laughs> that you just have to be patient with. Yeah. And and I believe that coaching is one of them, especially when you take a young coach like a Lou Walton, a Luke Walton. Really, really good. <laughs> Beautiful every minute of it, guys. Uh, do we want to talk about uh, LeVar? Vic, 
He's an idiot. Any any concerns with uh, the nonsense we, that he's talking, the interviews he's doing, we knew all the this press com- he's getting? We knew all this coming in. Well, uh, some people on this podcast weren't worried. Some of us were worried. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, yeah, I, I'm, I, is it a concern? Of course I think it's a concern because this guy has a, a large microphone. Uh, there's every anywhere he goes. There's a huge, you know, amount of press. They showed him at the landing at the airport, and there was like 20 reporters waiting for him. Hey, it's Manny weird. Ramirez used to say stupid stuff, and people used to just say that's Manny being Manny. I, I truthfully believe that the Lakers should just come out and say, "Does anybody have any Lavar Ball questions?" And then, and then their response is, "That's just Lavar being Lavar." And just every time that you get asked. Having that as your standard. Yeah, but that's but a great idea, that. actually. It, I mean, it's just like, but, just dismiss it. It's it's stupid, it's ridiculous, and I don't know why we're talking about it anymore. Now let's talk Kardashians. Yeah. You <laughs> you you feed into the caricature that you do. he is. You absolutely yeah. do. And and right now the media is, I think, continuing but the to Lakers cover because they're wanting that. the Lakers to comment The Lakers aren't doing on. anything. You're right. But, they're, but I think the media is continually following the story so that the Lakers will comment. And once the Lakers comment and say, hey, listen, this is a bunch of bullshit. We don't care about it. It's LeVar being LeVar. Then I think it dismisses the entire situation, and I think that the media loses th- interest. Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't. Not not one bit. Uh, yeah. You've never been one well, they think right, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. I will, there he is. I will give a shout-out to, to Deadspin. They posted an article this week that it was, uh, we've d- saved you the trouble and ad- and posted a bunch of LeVar Ball headlines in advance. So they uh, oh. they just oh. posted a bunch of cra- wacky headlines. It's really? Just, you just read them now because LeVar will nice. probably say something like this. Yeah. yeah. Some, sure. of my, some of my favorites. <laughs> LeVar Ball says Space Jam was real and he beat the aliens all by himself. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Le- LeVar Ball defends ums- unsubstantiated claim to be world push-up champion. These are like the Chuck Norris facts. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> LeVar Ball thinks LeBron James's hair will grow back thanks to advances in science. So, like, these could also be Ben Garcia things, too. Uh, uh, maybe. <laughs> LeVar Ball, I'd make a great pre- president of Lithuania. I, I mean, oh, yes. yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Well, all right. That's that's. Plenty of LeVar Ball talk. And uh, the Clippers, well, they're still there. All right, moving yeah. on. And why are they not tanking? I, I don't I don't understand it. I, it blows my mind. Like, only, what, they're going to be in the, in the cares. Yeah, well, and if they lower trade, to middle of the pack, I, I don't John get Marquez, it. I just if, I don't if, get it. If they trade DeAndre Jordan, then the tank is on. But, I, yeah, I don't see why they would try to make it happen now. Well, they're trying to trade him because they feel like they're they're going to lose him at the end of the season and anyway. can opt out. Yeah, well, don't trade him to, to Cleveland. They're not going to have any picks. That makes no sense. You want to trade him to a team that's going to get you some picks. No, that's yeah. the thing, though, is that when they traded uh, Kyrie Irving, they received a pick that the Clippers want to get, and that and, and the trade to Cleveland is contingent on that pick. But who 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 is the pick for? Because if it's for Boston, then it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's Boston's pick. I think it's a, it's a top three yeah, pick. Yeah, so Boston's going to have an amazing record. Yeah, I don't remember where it came from, but it was it was, a, it was a <laughs> for all your Clippers news. Call John Marquez five six two. I don't know his phone number. We are out of here. We are guys in shorts. Follow us on Twitter at guys in shorts LA on on Instagram at guys in shorts sports. We're on Facebook. You can get us at guysinshorts.com. Hey, I updated the website, guys. Hey. I know, I know, I was time. slacking, but it's all up to date. It's new and improved, looking good. So uh, check that out. Uh, you can get the store there. You can leave a voicemail for us at 562-450-3356. And uh, you can share the show with all your friends, review it, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And, oh, real quick, uh, 
shout out to Rod De La Fuente, took first in the FanDuel League this last weekend with 151 points. Well done, I don't Rod. know. I don't know how. I guess they'll let you do FanDuel as long as there's there's games even going a on, few yeah. games. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's getting harder and yeah. harder because there's less and less players to choose from. But you got to be right we're, on. We're still going. We're still going. If you want to join in, uh, and also got to mention. 100th episode coming oh, up yes. on February yes. 2nd. We will be at Steelcraft live. Um, in Long Beach. Yeah, in Long Beach. Uh, I think we'll be recording around 9 o'clock, but uh, probably most of us, minus Hammer, who has some sort of <laughs> questionable the, the meeting or the something. The one night I yeah. work in, yeah. in my, <laughs> uh, work. my entire career. Yeah. <laughs> so so Hammer will be showing up late, but we'll probably get there around, uh, I don't know. We haven't even talked about it, but 7, yeah. 7.30. Come out. Sounds mingle. Good. We'll talk sports. Hang out. Drink some beers. It'll be a good time. All right. For Victor Costello, Darren Besa, Ben Garcia, and Eric, the Portuguese Hammer Vieira, I'm Jeff Wilson. We'll see you guys next week.